Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodana, along with assistant sports editor Will Kennedy. Um, we had a big, big weekend of football. Uh, seems like we've had a lot of those lately, but this was a huge one. This was rivalry week, both uh, high school and college. We had the Bird Bowls, Zealand East, Zealand West, Hamilton versus Holland Christian, West Ottawa at Rockford and the high school scene. And then it was Grand Valley versus Ferris State in, uh, you know, the best D2 football rivalry uh, in college football. So uh, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to tackle. Yeah. Um, and we'll get right into it with the Bird Bowl. Will, you were there um, yep. before yep. we get to the actual, you know, contents of the game itself. Just your first Bird Bowl. What what was the atmosphere like for you? What was it like watching? Uh, that kind of a high school atmosphere. I mean, it, it was certainly fun. It was most rivalries, like I've, I've said a few times on the pod, like I'm from South Florida, high school football rivalries are, are, are intense down there. And um, this was like, it was intense. Like the students were cheering the whole time and everything, but it, it was like very, like, it was very cordial. Whereas back home, it's very much like, I'm going to murder you. Sure. Um, uh, it, it was very, very nice. I mean, the students, Zealand East was out of it pretty early on in the game they scored a touchdown late to make it 48 21 but it was 48 14 um but even the east students like with even when there's like a minute left in the game they were still getting hype and, and having fun and and the west students on the other side were like had their flashlights going the whole time and stuff and it was it was, it was pretty cool that it was just like it was very friendly because obviously these kids you know they go to school together they're in the same classrooms at the same time which for sure full disclosure i still don't fully understand the east-west split it makes zero sense to me at all but they go to the same school, but they're different sports teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was cool. I mean, you could tell it was very much of a, com- a community feel as opposed to like, you know, I, I highly dislike these other people, which I mean, some other rivalries in the community are like the like Holland public, Holland Christian. I mean, I know for a fact, they don't like each other very much. The game I was at Saturday, Ferris State versus Grand Valley. It was very apparent. Those teams didn't like each other very much. A ton of personal fouls. It was a ton of fun. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean this this one was very much just like it was it was it was a it was a very respectful football game. I think there's only like two penalties and they were both like pre-snap offsides. You know, they, right. they, nobody was gunning for anybody's heads or anything like that. Right. Um, I wonder too, it's sometimes the intensity uh is more when the game's really close all the way through. I can um, imagine, yeah. But yeah, they I mean they do a pretty good job for the most part of being like um it's still intense on the field, but still being a friendly rivalry because um, yeah. they even, nobody wants to nobody wants to do something crazy then go to school with the same people the on Monday. Day. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, not uh, even um, you know, Coach Zealand East Coach Joe Woodruff. He's the first first uh, bird bowl for him as well. Um, he's just like you know, I think it was. I mean, obviously he was disappointed after the loss, but he was saying you know it was it was great. I mean, it was just really good for the community, really good atmosphere to have. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he enjoyed it. Um, he said it was just very, very cordial and very familial, I guess would be the word. Um, cause you know, it's one big community, one big school that has two sports teams really. In, in this right. Area. Yeah, for sure. That's, it's just interesting. The rivalry is very different in, uh, in different sports as well too. I mean, some yeah. of them are friendlier than others. Some of them aren't. Some sports have combined teams like lacrosse and swimming yep. and water polo. So which, which it's just uh, a dynamic to it, which, makes it just even that more bizarre and that more unique. Right. For sure. For sure. So, um, so Zealand West is looking like a pretty good bet for the playoffs. Now I, I, I would, I would say uh, they're, I would say, I would say they're, they're probably in no matter what, but they're playing Holland uh, this week. And 
yeah. will be heavily favored against Holland. Um, yeah. yeah. And Zealand East is in the mix still. They're playing Muskegon, which doesn't really help them, but also kind of doesn't really hurt them the way the playoff points go. Yeah. So uh, they've got a good shot still yeah. at making the playoffs. Saugatuck also looks like they have a good shot. Same thing this week. They're playing undefeated Lawton this week. Yeah. Uh, to close out the regular season. If they if they win, they're in for sure. If they lose, again, I don't know how much it hurts them. Yeah. Because of how good the opponent is on paper that they're playing. So I mean, that um, Lawton team might be. I was doing the scouting reports for this week, which come out in tomorrow's Sentinel, I think. Thursdays, right? Thursday, yeah. Yeah. So I was doing the scouting reports and I was just looking through Lawton season. And that might be, obviously, I haven't seen them play. That might be the most impressive team I've ever seen on paper. Like they're scoring 60 plus points a game. I think they've given up 22 points all season. Um, they're insane. Um, yeah. So I would I would like to go out and, and, and see them play at some point. Hopefully, um, we might get a rematch of Sagatuck Lawton in the playoffs, uh, so I can see them play because they just seem extremely impressive. Um, right. But that that's well, that's not an easy test for anybody. No, and it, and honestly, this will be one of the better tests for Lawton too is that Probably. you're not they're not going to shut saga tech out with no. benny diaz and the offense that saga tech has no so it'll be a matter of you know they'll they'll have we'll kind of really see how good lawton is based on how good we know saga tech is yeah. um so that which will be a so it'll be a really great test for both teams um and uh yeah we uh planning to send a reporter to that um Just that game me. as well so which will be exciting. It'll be a good good game yeah. to go cover. Yeah. Um, so those are the three teams that we have on the playoff radar at the moment. I would um, say two of those three are, I would bet my next paycheck on them making it. Um, you heard that here. He bet his next, next paycheck. I, I, didn't, I didn't say I did. I said I would. <laughs> we get paid Friday, so, you know. Right. Happens, I, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, but, it's – yeah, you know, I, I would say East and West are probably pretty safe, and Sagatuck is, I would say, an eighty-five percent safe lock at this point. Yeah, it's just it's with the smaller divisions, it's just sometimes just a little more interesting based on how spread out the teams are and how how that all gets split up. But and, and also uh, the whole playoff points deciding fact, I don't, I don't fully understand. You were talking yeah, about fully understand how the playoff points work. It's it, it I don't I don't understand the system, um, but. That's how, that's how it's determined, and I'm sure there's a method to it. I just don't understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers that go to it. I mean, it starts easy with, like, you get points for wins, with a certain amount of points for wins, which makes sense. But then the idea is that it's fair that, you know, like, if you – if if you're one in – or let's say you're – let's say you're four and four going into the last week. Yeah. It shouldn't – affect you the same way if you lose to a two and seven team or you lose to a seven and two team like it that those should be different which i guess i have because of when the schedule is you know what i mean too like but yeah but it's still i know it's it's very confusing that doesn't yeah that that adds definitely adds layers of confusion to it um but it's just very much so we'll see how this goes this is the first year that they're really doing this in this way I mean, last year everybody made the playoffs because of COVID, which I also thought was a bad idea. Um, I get that they were trying to, you know, have everybody have a little bit longer of a season, but what happened is, is it went too long, and then the upswing of the virus hit again, and yeah. 
like Zealand East and West, our two best teams got knocked out by COVID, not by a opponent. Yeah. And that happened to several other of the best teams around. So it was kind of like which team, you know, was able to sidestep COVID had the deepest postseason run, which is bad. And if they just like, I mean, so like Holland made the playoffs last year, they were zero and five and they made the playoffs. Like, I get what you're trying to do, but Holland had no business being in the playoffs. No. And because they had that, it added a week. And then Zealand, they were supposed to play Zealandese. Zealandese had COVID mm-hmm. or some sort of contact tracing thing that also would be different this year based on what we know about COVID. Um, and then, so like that was just a waste of a week. And then what happened is there was too much of that. So um I, I guess I, I understand what they're trying to try something differently and not just do the, you know, automatic six and then six wins. And then you add, you know, whatever five and four teams to fill out, you know, the rest, but it just seems, it seems odd to me. Does that mean that like, so, uh, there's going to be a bunch of teams that are five and four that make it. And maybe some teams that are six and three that don't like, are yeah. the five and four teams going to have more playoff points than the six win teams. That doesn't make well, any sense. I don't fully, I mean, you can't penalize a team for winning. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like you should, you should be in the playoffs. Right. So it's just, we'll see how this, this season goes. And I'm sure that'll, there'll be some, a lot of talk about it in the off season heading forward. Yeah. Um, I, the idea of it, I like is good. Cause I mean, like, let's say, let's say Z well, so Zealand East, let's say they lose to Muskegon. Right. So they're five and four. Yeah. And the four teams they lost to are West Muskegon. Mona Shores Lake. and Spring Lake. These are all heavy playoff teams. Are They're they better than a seven? Are they better than an than a eight and one team in a smaller division like Saugatuck or Fenville or something like that? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, but that's that doesn't help that you're you're beating teams that are poised for deep playoff runs. You still got to win, obviously. But like, I think that that's what they're trying to avoid. But it's also apples and oranges in a lot of ways. It's like to me, it's like how do you like yes, obviously your schedule's rough and, and your conference is rough and, and that's unfortunate, but you can you control what you can control and you can go out and pull an upset. These six and two teams, they won more games. They did what they had to do. Like, why are you penalizing those teams for or six and three teams? Why are you penalizing those teams for for having a weaker schedule and, and winning more games? Like it's a bit absurd to me. Yeah, there's it there's just too many questions. It, if it's not something that sh- that can be very easily um, explained to fans, then it's probably too complicated. I mean, this is my full time job, and I don't understand it. Yeah. So. so it's so we'll see what happens. But I mean, hopefully, Zeal and East, West, and Sagatuck all make the playoffs, and then um, you know we can kind of dissect what ends up happening with the playoff I, picture. I mean, I would say at least in our area of the eight schools that we cover. The, the teams that deserve to make the playoffs will make the playoffs. There might be one team that doesn't make the playoffs that I think might deserve to make the playoffs in Fenville because um, it looks like they're going to finish with a winning record um, right. after just an abysmal start to the season. Um, so I think they might have a case to make the playoffs. I don't – it's even more confusing at the eight-man level. Right. We don't, we don't know enough about all the other eight-man teams either yeah, and how many exactly. in their divisions like and stuff. It seems like every eight-man team that Fenville plays is either really good or really bad, and there's really right, and they're not either. Fenville's like one of the teams that's neither. I would say they are slightly above average, right? But then again, I don't know because the teams they have slaughtered have been very bad, right? 
So it's just a confusing. And it, with so many new teams like Fenville that like added that went to eight man this year, there was a big group of schools that moved to it. You don't really know what you're getting from those schools yeah, and exactly. and how to handle that too. So I think there'll be a clearer picture going into next year about what to expect out of you know some of the eight man programs and areas and conferences yeah. and stuff. So and the good thing um, is after week one of the playoffs, everything kind of figures itself out. The, the right, definitely aren't there anymore, and then you have the best teams in the state competing. That's that's the good thing about the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. So we had one game that was kind of seemed like a playoff atmosphere last year or last week hamilton versus holland christian um hamilton needed to win that to have any sort of chance of the playoffs right and they lost 27 to 21 while they had the ball in overtime on the one yard line and fumbled when they were down six points when they could have punched it in to tie and then kick and win uh against holland christian who has only beaten holland this year uh again i i don't know how much of it is them having Holland Christian seems to have the mental edge on their rivals. Their only two wins were against their two rivals this year. And I just don't, I don't want to say I don't understand it. I get rivalry games, but where was that kind of fire in other games? I mean, there's, I mean, obviously unity Christian rolled over them. Unity Christian's rolling over everybody, you know, like there's games like that, but where was that fire in the game that they lost seven to three? Well, this, this was the only game where they've scored more than, I think 14 points, except for the game in Holland. They scored 28 points this this um this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't quite know what it is. Maybe the offense is finally clicking. Maybe Hamilton had some busted coverages. I don't know. Lenny was at the game. I wasn't watching it. Um, I don't I don't really know. That team's kind of an enigma. Uh, right. They, they, I mean, I'm glad it was an exciting game. It just was really strange. Exciting game. Seems so like that, yeah. I mean, that's that kind of rivalry. You want that kind of atmosphere in that kind of game. Um. I mean, I can't like for for Holland Christian winning both rivalry games, even though their season has been so disappointing. Yeah, that gives them something. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. huge for them to at least have done that. And Hamilton, I can't imagine how disappointed they are. Especially, it's even <laughs> tougher for Hamilton because like Holland Christian is their rival. Holland yeah. Christian, when Holland Christian thinks of their rival. They're not thinking about Hamilton. They're thinking about Holland Public. Right. So, like, that makes it even harder that they're like top tier rival they lost to. Whereas Holland Christian is just like, oh, yeah, you're the afterthought rival. And we, right. You know what I mean, right. Right. And it's just really interesting with Hamilton, too. I mean, it's a, uh, in, and in, in some sports, Hamilton, Holland Christian is the rivalry. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. But in, like in basketball, uh, no, in, in girls' basketball and in volleyball, that is the rivalry. Yeah. Um, and, uh it's just it's just interesting uh but but to lose by fumbling when it, when you look like you could have the chance to at least tie if not win on the next play and and with the fact that they still were mathematically in the playoffs until they fumbled that football that was the biggest thing they had so uh, many- that's it's oh. just it's i mean i just you just feel for that you feel for that group because that's uh that's that's a really horrible it's tough. Sour way to lose. Um, they, 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 they had so much more to play for than Holland Christian did, and they just – Right, right. So then we got – this week we've got um, West Ottawa is hosting Granville. Uh, they got beat by number one Rockford in their rivalry week. 
uh, to no surprise. But they, I mean, it looks this is just going to be the weirdest week. Will, you'll be there this week uh, at West Ottawa. It's the last game at Panther Stadium because they're at the, which is at the technically at the middle school now. It used to be the high school. Yeah. Um, We're not necessarily sending me because the game's going to be close. Right. I mean, Granville's really good. Um, and there's a, it's looking really on paper. Now, don't get me wrong. Prove me wrong, Panthers. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but definitely. it's looking like they're, that'll be three unbeaten or winless seasons in a row, which is insane. October, I think October 12th or something like that of 2018 is the last time they won. It's so sad because I don't, I mean, it's hard when you're in the big division too. Like who knows if Hamilton was in one of the smaller conferences, I mean, if West Ottawa was in one of the smaller conferences, how they, how they would have done. I would doubt that they would have gone three years without winning. No, I, I don't think they would have gone any years without winning. But that's the peril of being in the OK Red because everybody is really good and big and there's you don't get a week off there's no easy game um but so thankfully if that happens though friday is still going to be about the celebration of the you know 50 60 years in the stadium they're bringing the old like the first conference championship team back they're bringing lots of people back um to kind of celebrate the history of that stadium and as you know, as disappointing as the last couple of years have been for West Ottawa, there's been some amazing games and amazing teams play on that field. Um, some yeah. of the best team, you know, just, I think five years ago, they were a team that went two, three rounds in the playoffs, Yeah, you know, beat Rockford twice in the same season. Um, you know, just one of their better, one of their better teams ever. They've had some great teams, some great moments, some great upsets, um, some great players. They've had, um, you know, division one college players on their team play their uh, college all Americans. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's been a great place to play yeah. and it's been a lot of uh, excitement. Uh, there's been a lot of excitement there. So it's going to be really cool to see them kind of just honor the past and, and immediately turn the page. And now it's a completely new future. It'll be a completely new future at a new, new stadium at the high school um, where they can kind of move forward from all this. But I just, you know, you feel for a couple of those seniors um, guys like Van Dyke that have been three year starters and they just have not won a game in their whole varsity career, which is uh, something no one really should go through. Uh, It's, but, but again, I think that'll be tempered by the fact that they're going to do some cool honoring of the history yeah. Uh, this weekend so that should be pretty cool I mean, the whole thing is going to be very similar like it was, obviously we, we both kind of assume they're they're it's going to be a tough game for them and, and most likely they'll probably end up uh not not winning um at least that's what we think uh it'd be a huge upset if they won stranger things have happened but it's still on paper would be a huge it'd, upset it'd be an absolutely insane upset but it's, it's it'll be cool it's kind of like you know turning the page of you know obviously the last three years of panther stadium haven't haven't been the best for a football program but you know turn the page and we're moving to this new place and christen it with a new second year head coach. who's really building something great. there, building a culture and, and the, the facilities themselves there. I mean, there's not a ton physically there yet. Cause they just broke ground a few months ago, but the renderings of what it looks like. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. It is. And it's, it's going to be awesome. big. It's going to be big. It's going to have a, like a college feel. It's going to be a big jumbotron. There's not going to be a track around the stadium. It's going to be like stands right up next to the sideline. There's going to be a tunnel where the teams comes out of the tunnel instead cool. of just coming out of the side. I, yeah. man, it's going to be, it's ridiculous. so, I miss that about football. Like when, when I play now, not that I was anything special, obviously, but 
when I played, we came, we, there's a big tunnel. You come out of the tunnel. There's no, there's nothing quite like coming out of the tunnel excitement. And after I got hurt, I played in the band and the band comes out of the tunnel. And that is exciting. Like there's nothing like it coming. I mean, we see it at Michigan stadium, you know, like, and places like that, but like in a good old fashioned brick high school stadium. Yeah. That's so much fun. That is so much excitement. Even if the game doesn't go well, you you guarantee that moment of excitement. Like now, I know Zeeland East comes out of the smoke in this, you know, this inflated thing that they did, which is really cool. But it is cool. But that's not the same. Like that is something that they had to work hard to implement. Yeah, they're coming out of locker rooms on the side. They got to run across the track. They come out. You know, it's not. They're way far away from the fans. They can't hear the stadium shaking above them. You know, like it's not quite the same. And I, I really, you know, nobody has that here, um, you know, where they have a tunnel. And I, like on the east side, tons of schools have tunnels. Um, say, and I that just, I feel like life. that kind of, that, that's going to add a big layer of excitement, to, especially that first season. They're going to feel the stands shaking above them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever in my life seen a high school tunnel. Oh, it's I, I don't think I've seen it in my life. I mean, it's cool. It's a very cool concept. Obviously, a ton of a ton of them in college stadiums and stuff, but I've never right. seen it at a high school stadium because back home everybody has a track. Everybody's got like locker rooms like in the school, and you have to walk out through the parking lot and everything. And then like you break the banner or whatever, but there's never any tunnel. You know what I mean? Right. I and see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm wondering too. Like my high school is across the street from Michigan Stadium, so I wonder how much. Had, it had to be mirroring some of the stuff that they saw across the yeah. street. No, so I've so. Met, like, I mean, I've seen like some like high school football documentaries and stuff like Valdosta, Georgia, they have it. And Valdosta is a huge high school football program, um, like yeah. just back in Georgia. And they have tunnels. Some, a lot of ones in the South do um, in like more rural areas where like football is everything. Whereas in like South Florida, it's like, yes, football is everything, but it's like broken up between like 50 schools um, right. as opposed to football is everything at this one school. Um, right. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I feel like when I played, it was like 50-50. Yeah, I've, never, I've literally never seen one at a high school stadium before. But, of course, when I played, nobody had turf. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody has turf back home either. It's all just grass. And now no one will. With uh, Fenville moved to turf this year and with yeah. West Ottawa's move to the new stadium, all of our teams will officially have turf, Yeah. Um, which is really great in a lot of ways. But, man, there's nothing more fun than playing in that one really wet, muddy game. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's – because wet turf, that's just slippery and no fun. But, like, you get, the, you get a mud game and you're the underdog, you might have a shot at winning that game. Even dry turf is slippery, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I understand it. I get why people do that. But um, but that'll be – that'll add another layer, too. So, um, that'll be interesting this week. Um Hamilton's playing at Coopersville, which would have been a little bit more uh, interesting had they won this past week. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, Zealand West is hosting Holland, like we said, and Zealand East is playing at Muskegon. So there's some good games uh, and some important games, um, but it it won't, it won't quite have the same feel as rivalry week did. Especially because it was more on the line last week, it felt like too. It was just not, Right. Right. And so, and then we'll see the, uh, the bird bowl atmosphere spill into volleyball next week where East and West will play for the, 
conference tournament championship. Um, they played on, on next Tuesday. They'll do that. They played in the regular season. They played a five set thriller with East coming back from two sets down to win in five and claim the regular season portion of the title. Uh, that was Zealand West's only loss in conference. And they both went through the, made it through the tournament unscathed. So now they'll have a rematch. They also probably will play in districts, which is really exciting. So, and they're, you know, two of the better teams around, which also helps uh, the excitement grow there. So um, that'll be next Tuesday. We'll get that rivalry going here. Um, and we'll talk more about that uh, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, Will, on Saturday, you saw another rivalry game, Grand Valley versus Ferris State, two of the top 10 teams in Division Two. Yeah. Uh, Proximity wise in division two, that's about as close as you can get with them being, you know, under two hours apart um, and well under two hours apart, less than an hour and a half apart. Um, And just they've been top 10 teams. Both of them have been top 10 teams for at least a decade, basically. Yeah. Um, The rivalry was good before, but in the last 10, 15 years, it's hit a new level. Um, Just what was that like watching that level of football and just also the level of rivalry? I mean, it was uh, the verbal was one thing, but this was, this was a rivalry, man. Like these teams absolutely hated each other. Like you could tell. Um, I think I tweeted something. I'm just like, this is my first anchor bone classic, but it is abundantly clear. These teams do not like each other. And it got like a bunch of retweets and, and favors from grand Valley people. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess these, they, they actually like really dislike each other. Right. Um, it was just fun, man. It was it was probably the best football game, like competitive and and just intense and really well played football for the most part um, I've seen since moving to Michigan. Um, Ferris won 35-28. Uh, Ferris was up big. They were up. They were up twenty one fourteen at halftime or twenty on seven at halftime. Extended to twenty twenty eight seven. Um, then Grand Valley just kept punching back, punching back, and their quarterback Cade Peterson, man, he led the team in rushing and uh, and passing. Um, and uh, Ferris State's quarterback Jared Barnhart also led in rushing and passing. Um, so I mean, it, it was it was a ton of fun. Came down to the last about four minutes. Um, the the craziest play I've ever seen in my entire life happened about, with about four minutes left. Ferris had a fourth and inches, maybe fourth and one at about the Grand Valley twenty, and then you know they look like they're going to go out and kick it, go up two scores, which you know that's a logical play. Like go up two scores, four minutes left. It's going to be hard to come back from. Right. Um, but nope, they line up his field goal unit, look like they're going to kick it. And then Holder gets it, laterals it to the kicker, who is the actual kicker. It wasn't like a quarterback back there or anything. He kicker rolls out and hits a, a dude who's on the end of the line who leaked out and catches it for like, a, if they're on the 20s, an 18 yard game, got that to the two yard line. But the craziest part about it was, yes, you, lateral the ball to the kicker and then you make him throw it and then you make him throw it to a guy who looks like a tight end but i looked it up he plays defensive end like he like you're putting a game in the hands of people who never handle the ball and it, it worked it was just right and it was four, also fourth and inches it wasn't fourth yeah. and four fourth it and was inches. like fourth and inches you could have just had a quarterback sneak especially when you went for it or something like 175 rushing yards on the day i will say towards the end of the fourth quarter grand valley was like figuring out the quarterback run and they got a couple sacks, but, but still like, this is a big dude. Barnhart's a big man. He's got like 175 rushing yards. He leads your team rushing yards. Like it's fourth and at maximum fourth and one full yard 
at maximum fourth and one. Right. Just pound it. But no, uh, Tony Anise, I think his name is this your old yeah. high school coach. He was my old high school coach. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolute insane, insane human being, but it, it worked. It worked, man. And I, I, I vividly remember sitting in the press box and I was like the only uh, media person there, just a bunch of Grand Valley, like stats people and stuff. And oh my God, when, when the kicker threw that ball, my hands were on my head and I just started laughing so hard because yeah. it was the goofiest, the most absurd. That's crazy. And it was so much fun. And then what really lost the game, like, yeah, that play like kind of broke the back and they ended up scoring and it went up 35, 21. And then they, they got another touchdown, but they just, you know, couldn't, couldn't fall back in. But right before halftime, it was 14, seven. And what really killed this game was uh, they're on the one yard line or two yard line call a run play. It looks like the running back gets in players are celebrating on the field, like throwing their hands up. Coaches are jumping up and down. And then I just like, okay, I start tweeting like, cause it looks like a touchdown. I start tweeting like, Oh, grand Valley touchdown tie game. Da, da, da. And then all I see is just red and yellow running back the other way. Apparently the running back fumbled on the one like inchy line. Um, dude from Ferris state picks it up, runs 99 yards in the other direction, goes up 21, seven when it should be 14, 14. Um, yeah. and that was like, they, they had two red zone turnovers. Both of them resulted in scores. Um, Xavier Wade, a West Ottawa grad caught a 20 yard touchdown on the back end of the other red zone turnover. Um, so he, he, yeah, he's he having a, a good, he's having a good career up there. Yeah. He's, he's having a good game. Um, I talked to him about the, the, the fake kick after the game and he was like, yeah, I honestly thought we were kicking. I had to go up to coach after it worked. And I was like, you're a crazy SOB man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm like, yes, That's he awesome. absolutely is. Um, yep. um, but yeah, it was, it was funny. It was, it was, it was, it was a fun game. Really a lot of fun game. Um, really well-played game. I mean, you could tell Ferris, uh, after that game, both West Florida and Valdosta state lost. So Ferris is now the number one team in the country. Um, I'm not sure how far grand Valley fell, probably not much at all, but given they played the number one team in the country, very close, I'm sure they're right. still in the top 10 or they should be. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a great game. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, good, both really good teams. Both should make deep, deep playoff runs, Play, playoff runs. I don't know how deep, but, should make playoff runs, no doubt. Right. The, the only question is going to be how soon are their paths going to cross in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's always the question in, in seasons like this. Um, sometimes they get on other sides of the bracket. Sometimes they don't. Um, yeah. It just kind of depends. With It's not like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tournament. Yeah. So in Division Two, it's not like. It's not like the playoff or anything. The bowls and the college football playoff and these things. So. Yeah. Um, it'll just kind of depend on where they get placed, but yeah, yeah and very. It, it, now it's even more up exciting. Florida has been a dominant team for like the past three seasons. Um, been number one for a long period of time, and now they lose, which nobody expected. Then Valdosta loses, which nobody expected. So, right I mean, now there's a bunch of teams with one loss just kind of floating there. So, I mean, Ferris and Grand Valley, if if they handle business the rest of the way out, they get matched up in like the second round. Yeah, I'd love if they were on the opposite side though, because maybe then it could be. A, the, dr the dream is to have them be in a final someday. Yeah, um, that would be fun. It would be super fun. And uh, they they definitely generally have the the resume to have that work out and be put on opposite sides. But again, sometimes, you know, it's done regionally yeah. too. Yeah. So it makes sense. It kind of depends. Yeah. So but definitely, definitely cool. Though. Can, you can see why we get some, uh, you know, Matt Judens of the world from grand valley and ferris you know uh, in the nfl yeah um, no i mean it was it was really good football there's a lot of kids uh on ferris's team from south florida actually so i was excited about that um 
kid who ran back the 99 yard touchdown on the fumble recovery from South Florida. Uh, nice. Always nice. give you a little small, get a, give you a little more small world feel. Oh yeah. I talked to Tony Nice after the game. I was like, Oh, you got a lot of Broward County guys on your team. He's like, Oh yeah, we recruit there heavily. I was like, yeah, you should recruit the best. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was fun. Um, but they just got really good athletes. They, I mean, both teams had really good athletes. It was, it was after watching a bunch of high school football, which obviously high school football is fun and it's a special thing in its own right. But going from a bunch of high school football to seeing top five teams in the country play each other at D2 level, it's just like, all right, this is, this is like, this is really high quality football right here. Right. Definitely. Really definitely. It's always a fun one. Um, so yeah, well, we, we got, more the week nine coming up here football high school football um we oh, got I, sh- I should we should mention uh hope steamroll all of that hope oh yes we should we should that. mention that yes obviously I, I wasn't covering that this weekend it was a home game but i got moved to grand valley given the nature of that game um but hope was four and one heading into this game all of that was also four and one prime to be a pretty good game Hope steamrolled them. It, it was it was close for about the first ten minutes of the game, and then hope for sure. Them. And we should mention Brady Howe is defensive player of the week yeah. uh, for the MIAA. He's from Holland Christian. Um, good to see him having a you know a good good week and a good season uh, yeah. for Hope too. Then, so um, Adam Vanderkoy, on, I don't I don't think he's local, but Adam Vanderkoy is a safety for Hope. He has an interception in three straight weeks. He has four interceptions in the last three weeks, so he almost had a fifth. Uh, it went right in between his hands as, as in the closing seconds of the game. Uh, but that, that kid's having a great year. Um, their secondary in general, having a great year. I think that's the best part of the team. Um, and yeah, they're, they, they, they got a, I'm not quite sure who they play this week. Um, I think they play, um, they play Adrian. They play Adrian. Um, the Bulldogs. Not sure about much of them. Don't know much about them. Um, that's and they're good. They're really good. When they're not, they're okay, you know. Let, let's, so. let's find out. Let's Google it real quick. Yeah. So. Ama- amazing, this Google thing we've got working. So um, while Will is looking that up, I'll remind everybody to vote for your uh, – make sure to vote for your high school player of the week each week between Sunday and Wednesday mornings. Um, and uh, we'll continue that into the playoffs. And, yep. uh, yeah, we'll have – coverage sunday night of who makes the playoffs after the show uh so everybody knows uh where to show up the following week and so we know where to show up the following week uh, and uh you know with we'll have uh soccer we'll have more on soccer too um as of this recording we still have we have four teams in district soccer finals holland holland christian west ottawa and black river all in different district finals we'll see how many of those teams advance and then end up in the regionals next week. And we'll talk more about that. And, uh, uh, some of the other sports, uh, next week as well. Yeah. So Adrian's four and three. So, okay. Yeah, he lost to trine and, um, lost to trine and beat, uh, Albion last week. Okay. Or, or they beat Albion. They beat Alma last week. Yeah. And now they're coming into hope on a, Two game win streak and have won four of their last five. So all right. They're, they're getting hot. Um should be good. Hope is a hope is a powerhouse. Peter Serzma is doing a great job there. And I've been very impressed with them this season. They do not yeah. play like a, they do not play like a D three team. I'll just say that. Well, that's good. That's good. So yep. we'll see. We'll see 
I mean, if they can keep moving through, I mean, the real test with the MI, with the MIAA is how they do in the national playoffs because Trine is, Trine is the only team in like 20 years that has won any playoff games. And the only team all. they have to really make the national playoffs is if they win the MIAA. Like, do they? Right. You got to win. You win. You get the automatic. The, the conference is not good enough to get at large bids. Exactly. exactly. So um, you got to win the MIAA. You got to go. I mean, I, but the. The winner usually like goes to Mount Union or Whitewater or something and, and gets back. and gets cleaned in the first round. You know, more often than not. Yeah. So it just that'll be the step. If Hope can get to the point where they win a playoff game, yeah, that'll be really huge. I mean, obviously you got to win the MIAA first. You know, well, this um, is the best. Uh, I mean, Coach Stegman has never finished worse than second. This is his fifth season there, sixth year with COVID, but fifth season. He's never finished worse than second. Um, won it in 19, so they're technically the reigning champion since they didn't play in 19. Um, and I'd say they're the favorite based on how things have gone so far. I think it's between them and trying. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll we'll obviously have more coverage of that as we move move later later on down the road. So yep. we got um, someone there this weekend, right? Yep. Okay, All right. we will have somebody there. So we'll have you. somebody there. You know, live coverage. Because oh. not always easy to get that when we got a million teams doing a million different things. For sure, for sure. All right, so get out and watch some sports this week. We will be doing the same: soccer, volleyball, football, swimming, whatever. Um, you would, you know, I should also say uh, Holland Christian swimming beat Holland in their rivalry last night. Uh, last night, as of this recording, um, they're looking like a really good team to contend uh, in Division Three. Colin Christian is, so that'll be good. They got a lot of balance. So, uh, yeah, more coverage as we get deeper into that season. Uh, swimming and volleyball kind of end later than everything else uh, just because of being indoors, for one, and, yeah. uh, you know, just the nature of how their seasons develop. So, uh, but we'll definitely have more coverage of everything as it unfolds. Uh, but, yeah, get out and see some fall sports while you still can. And uh, see, uh, we'll be back next week to talk more about uh, all kinds of stuff. Hope football, college football, high school football, the playoff picture. But plenty to talk about. So week we have a ton to talk about because as long as everything goes as planned for the Wolverines, it should be a top 10 matchup between Michigan and Michigan State next week. Yep. Which is that and that on top of the playoff pick high school playoff picture and everything. Yeah, we'll our podcast could be really long. So well, that's up. all depending on if they handle business against the powerhouse Northwestern Wildcats. All right, the powerhouse Northwestern, he says, as he's wearing a Northwestern sweatshirt. Coming off a big win over Rutgers. So, but hey, you got to support your school. I get it. I'll be so, um, yeah, we will have, a, you know, an action-packed podcast next week as we uh, dissect all that kind of stuff. So um, have a good week, everybody. For Will, I'm Dan, and we'll see you next week.